The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Amen. God's word for this uh, meditation in this message is very much uh, like what Jesus shared with us in the gospel lesson earlier. It's taken from Romans chapter 13, beginning with the 11th verse, where the apostle Paul was inspired to write, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. This is the word of the Lord. So just fast forward a bit to tomorrow morning. Monday morning, the beginning of a new school week, a new work week, after a long holiday weekend. Thanksgiving on Thursday, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, church today, then there's a Packer game tonight, and then it's Monday morning. How many of you are just going to jump out of bed? Now, there's some of us that are at a certain age. I might be one of them where we're thinking uh, every, you know, every day that we're awake and we can get out of bed is a good day. But what I'm saying is that most of us, we don't really jump out of bed, especially on a Monday morning. Especially when that, that, uh, that warm bed is kind of uh, inviting us to take our time to not meet the, the challenges of the day. This is why somebody invented the snooze button on your phone. Because when you use the snooze button, think of what it does to the alarm. The alarm will wake you up but not permanently. The alarm will wake you up and it will be a call to meet the challenges of the new day, but not a serious call, not an urgent call. And if you keep using that snooze button, eventually you're going to sort of get up on your own and then you're going to look at the clock and you're going to say, look what time it is. Today is the first day of the season of Advent and around the Christian world, the Advent season is really alarm clock time. Now, the word Advent doesn't mean alarm. It means coming or arrival. And we spend 
some really important times thinking about how our Lord Jesus came for us, how he arrived at just the right time when he was born at Bethlehem. It's a great time to prepare our hearts for Christmas. Really, why we need Christmas and what Christmas is all about. Advent is great for that. But there is another arrival of our Lord Jesus that Advent is also all about. It is an alarm to wake us up to get ready for Jesus' second coming. Why do we need waking up? Because our daily lives can kind of turn into that comfortable bed on Monday morning. And we get so comfortable that we stop looking for the day that Jesus talked about in that gospel lesson and the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans 13. And just in case we need the alarm clock to work for us, this is what God is saying to us today. He's saying, look what time it is. It's time to wake up and it's time to get dressed. Now, waking up and getting dressed doesn't seem like, you know, earth-shattering, cataclysmic things. But when the Apostle Paul writes about them in Romans 13, he is talking about something that is literally earth-shattering. So this is what he says. Understand the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because... Our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So the day of salvation is an earth-shattering thing, and it's almost here. Now, what is that? It can't be the day that your sins are forgiven, because that's here I mean, that isn't almost accomplished. That has been accomplished when Jesus said, it is accomplished. It is finished. So you've got the forgiveness of sins. What Paul was inspired to write about in Romans 13 was the day of rescue. The day when our Lord Jesus is going to come for us and pluck us out of this sin-stained world. Now, that might happen with the day of our death. I mean, that could be the day of salvation for you or me. It could happen also when the day of the Lord's return, the day of judgment. And with every passing day that we live, think about this. This is what Paul is talking about. We're a day closer. We're a day closer to that day when the Lord Jesus comes for us. 
That's why Jesus said what he said in Matthew chapter 24. He said, it's going to be, when I come at the end of time, it's going to be like it was right before the flood. And most of the world, right, the whole world except for eight people weren't ready. They didn't listen to the warnings and they were not ready for the Lord to visit them with that event. This is how Paul concludes the message in Romans 13. He says, so you must also be ready. And that's what Jesus said too. Always ready for his return. Always ready to meet and greet him. Always expecting the unexpected. This is the life of a child of God. So what time is it? Some of my fondest memories from childhood are from these family vacations that we would take. Because every family vacation we took involved a long trip in a car. Now, today, it wouldn't thrill me all that much. But when I was a boy, I just loved that. And my father was the great planner of these family vacations. And, you know, if you're taking a trip out to California to visit family from Wisconsin in the car, he would just be pouring over the map because, you know, there's no GPS back then. You looked at the map and you did the mileage and then you would declare things like, the first day we're getting to Grand Island, Nebraska. So we need to get a good start. And so he'd say, well, Dad, when are we leaving in the morning? And his answer was always the same, at the crack of dawn. <laughs> of course, we never did leave at the crack of dawn. That's because in the summertime, which is when all these trips took place, the crack of dawn, the first light in the sky, at, what is that? It's like 4.30 in the morning. We weren't going to leave at 4.30. The reason for me telling you this is that's what time it is on God's clock. It's the crack of dawn. He says, the darkness, the night is almost over. The day is almost here. That's the day of deliverance when the Lord Jesus returns are we ready for that? What I'm about to say, I say to myself as much as I say to you. I think that Christians like us often fall into this temptation. The temptation is to watch the news, hear the news, get the news feed on your phone, and to decry the sinfulness of our dark world. And so we decry and deplore the mass shootings and 
the hatred and the violence and the warfare and the immorality, and we shake our heads, and we maybe even shake our finger, and we say, oh, what a sinful world in which we live. But then we kind of cling to the things of the world, like our homes and our cars and our computers and our possessions. We cling to those things of the world for our own happiness. Now, what would God say to us about that? He says, I don't want you to close your eyes to the world around you. I don't want you to close your eyes to the blessings that I allow you to have and the way that I allow you to bless others. I don't want you to close your eyes to that. But as you're looking, make sure you're looking ahead. Always looking ahead to that day when the Lord Jesus will return. It's time to wake up for that new day. Now, how do we do that? This is what I love about the commands of God in Holy Scripture. Never does God give us a command and then just leave us hanging on how to do it. So in very simple terms, in this word of God, Romans 13, the Apostle Paul, speaking for God, he uses language that we understand. And he says, you can be ready for the Lord to return. It's as simple as what you do in the morning when you wake up. You get dressed. Now, getting dressed, according to Paul, involves taking off and putting on. Let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Just like we're not going to go into our day wearing night clothes. So we take off these certain deeds. Now, these deeds of darkness, um, it occurs to me that when he starts mentioning what they are, we can throw them into this category that is sort of euphemi a euphemistic term by the world is nightlife. So it's the deeds of the night. And so he mentions things like sexual immorality and drunkenness. And he says that leads to dissension and jealousy. And it's a really a great reminder that when we break God's will with our bodies, we often break God's will for our relationships. Leads to dissension and jealousy and broken hearts and broken marriages and broken relationships. And Paul says, Take all of that stuff off. Get dressed and be ready for the Lord to return. And then he says it in a profound way. He says, clothe yourselves 
with the Lord Jesus Christ. It might be so profound that we wonder how we can do that. And this is where God, in other places, talks about how actually it's something he did for us. And we get to access it every day. This is what I mean by that. A few years earlier, when he was writing to the Galatian Christians, who were baby Christians, they were new Christians, they had just come out of the sort of pagan immorality that Paul's talking about in these deeds of darkness. And, and this is what Paul wrote to them, and he, he uses the words, clothe yourself. Listen. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Ah, and then, in this letter to the Romans earlier, he says this. Through baptism, just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. So it sounds like your baptism, my baptism, are really important things in this life of being dressed and ready and clothed with Jesus. And here's why. Because the Bible consistently says that when you were baptized, what God did is he took everything Jesus is and everything Jesus did, and he applied it to you. So all of that perfect life and all of that perfect payment for our sins, he applied it to us in our baptism. And here's more. Because not only did he apply Jesus to us, he committed himself to us. He said, you're in my family now. You are part of the royal family. You're a daughter. You're a son of the king. All of that through baptism when he clothed us with Jesus Christ. Fashion designers have told me, no, I've never talked to a fashion designer. Fashion designers tell us that the right clothes can make us feel better, right? If we wear their clothes, their clothing, uh, we're going to feel better about ourselves. We're going to feel better about making a positive statement to the world around us. And I don't argue with that. But if that is true of some strands of wool or cotton or rayon or whatever, isn't it way more true if you're wearing Jesus Christ? And this is what God has done for you. How are you ready for each new day? How are you ready for the day? 
remember who you're wearing. When trouble and sorrow comes our way, and you know, when we become Christians, we don't get a get-out-of-trouble-and-sorrow-free card. When trouble and sorrow come our way, let's remember who we're wearing. We're wearing the Lord Jesus Christ, and that means that God is committed to us for the long haul. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, says the Lord, because of Jesus Christ. He's your proof. When the guilt of our sins starts to drive us away from the Lord, not toward him like we did earlier in this service, we felt our sins and we just confessed them to the Lord and that's what we should do and receive his forgiveness. But there are some times when the devil gets in our ear and the guilt of our sin just drives us away from the Lord, that's the time to remember who you're wearing, and that's Jesus Christ. And you know what? Jesus is grace upon grace, and grace is way more powerful than our sins. And if we go through a season in our life when we're wondering about love, we're wondering who loves us. We're wondering if we can be loved. Remember who you're wearing. You are wearing the Lord Jesus Christ, and that means not only does God love you, but you have been connected and joined with an eternal fellowship of believers, a family of love that one day, on a great and glorious day, we are all going to rise and be with the Lord in a forever festival of joy in God's presence, all because... We are clothed with Jesus Christ. Would you look what time it is? It's time for us to wake up, and it's time for us to get dressed, and it's time for us to remember that God has clothed us with Christ's forgiveness and love. And that means that you are dressed and you are ready to meet each day that the Lord gives you here and to expect the great day the Lord has promised you there. Amen. This message was a production of St. Marcus Lutheran Church. For similar content, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or our YouTube channel. For more information about how to support our urban gospel ministry in Milwaukee, 
please visit stmarcus.org.